0: Hey, hey, hey. Oh, hey.
1: Oh, hey. How are you? Happy (laughs)
0: Monday. Happy Monday again. Uh, It's It's been been Monday twice
1: this week. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So we're going to dive right in today. You know, we had Nikki on last week and we just, we, because Steph is not a planner, it keeps me from planning things. And so we just kind of never know what we're going to get, but that like blew our minds. In fact, Steph, I think took a three
0: hour nap after we got done because she was just like... I mean, what, I was how do you- so filled, but I was like, There was nothing else that could enter my mind. It was wild. I was like, I was so moved and filled. And it's stuff we talk about every single day, but like literally Nikki, like the Holy Spirit was speaking through you. And I like tried to sit down and work after we got off and I literally was out cold for three hours.
1: Yeah, it's crazy. So um, (laughs) we just were were so blown away. It was crazy. Well, I always say that it's not crazy. It's God. (laughs) Um, The parallels between what Nikki shared with us and what we've been talking about ourselves and what Kelly shared Shared with us. And Nikki mentioned um, diving deeper into the strongholds. And so we're going to spend the first episode of every month for the next seven months, diving deeper into the strongholds. So Nikki has offered just so kindly <laughs> well, out of the goodness of her heart to come back each month and just uh, share with us and help us to dive into this. So we're going to
0: get right into it. All right, guys, before we get in the episode, I just want to talk to you about NUX Activewear. Work hard, play hard, and slay through the sweat with NUX Active. NUX Active is high-performance activewear that doesn't compromise on the chic. Located in Los Angeles, their diverse women-operated team oversees every meticulous detail of the design process, from the first stitch to the last shipment. They channel Positive Planet vibes through a commitment to using the best organic fabrics and recycled materials as much as possible. NUX Active is active fashion that flexes and fits like a buttery second skin. Power through Pilates, dare to reach your hit goals, and strive for that extra rep in NUXActive. Run, don't walk over to NUXActive.com. That's N-U-X-A-C-T-I-V-E.com to check out the latest collection and energizing colorways. As a gift to you, take 20% off your purchase with promo code ACTIVATE20 at checkout. That's ACTIVATE with a K, 20 at checkout. Make positive moves with NUXActive. But Nikki, I just want to
1: start off by you
0: just telling
1: telling everyone what exactly is a
2: stronghold. Yeah, so I don't want to leave anybody hanging after that call because that is kind of the thing, you know, freedom in Christ. What does that mean? And sometimes we need people to just walk us through what that looks like. So this session that we're going to go through over the next seven months is essentially it's called Freedom Quest. It's a journey to freedom and fruitfulness for every Christ follower. So it is biblically based. That's where we get our truth from. But a stronghold is simply Something that is misaligned with the Word of God. Okay, so something that's in opposition of truth. And so, what I want to do with you guys is um, walk you through the seven basic strongholds, um, so that you can a bring the darkness to light, and then I can I can help you walk through what that looks like. And we're going to do it with a basic truth encounter, right? So we're going to use the Bible for um, exposing these strongholds, and then also we're going to use the Bible for the antidote to that stronghold. Um, So that's a stronghold. So I'm going to show you the seven basic ones that literally have Christians by their shirt tail and they don't even know it. And so we're going to dive into those. Okay. I'm so excited. All right, let's do it. It's so good. Yeah. So um, the first one we're going to go through, you guys, is actually deception. So I think we talked about that last week with our thoughts. Mm -hmm. Um, And so the basic plans and purposes of Satan are always advanced by deception. This is his primary scheme against people. He must first deceive his victim in order to get the human will to submit to him. Mm. Satan's goal is to destroy our understanding of and relationship with our true creator, Father God, and replace it with self-focus and or false religion. And so we're going to first dive into um, six key scriptures that are going to expose deception. I'm going to say a little prayer before we dive in here. Um, for our listeners and for ourselves. So Holy Spirit, we just thank you for this time together. We invite you in to break down every stronghold that we're going to cover over the next seven months. Lord, um, we just ask that you come in and you fill all of those cracks that um, deception has um, seeped into our lives through those roots that just create cracks in our foundation. Holy Spirit, we ask you to come in and fill those cracks with your truth as you uproot the deception in our lives. Uh, we thank you for this time today, and we thank you for allowing us to dis, um, to um, expose darkness because we know that darkness cannot survive in the light. Uh, we praise you and thank you for that today, Father, in the name of Jesus.
0: Amen. Okay. So we're going
2: to dive in. So Kristen is going to read these. So if you guys are going through this, you can take notes of these scriptures, and then essentially you're just going to read them on your own time. So um, the first six, we're going to touch on are exposing deception. What is deception? What does it look like? We're going to get a truth encounter of what that is. So Kristen's going to uh, kindly read to us. First, we're going to start with Genesis 3, 1 through 7, and we'll touch on um, each one as she reads through them here.
1: Okay. Now the serpent was more crafty than any of the wild animals the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, did God really say you must not eat from any tree in the garden? When the woman saw that the fruit of the tree was good for food and pleasing to the eye and also desirable for gaining wisdom, she took some and ate it. She also gave some to her husband who was with her and he ate it. Then the eyes of both of them were opened and they realized they were naked. So they sewed fig leaves together and made coverings for themselves.
2: Okay, that's so good. So um, in short, that whole piece right there is literally showing us, you know, Satan used deception to tempt Eve straight out of the garden. He's like, did God really say? Because see, God gives us um, his will in the Bible, like we talked about last week. And the minute that we buy onto something that's in opposition or we say, oh, it's not that bad, even though God already said it, we're (laughs) literally opening the door to Satan to come in and torment us in our lives. And that's through our emotions, our thoughts, our will um, and our feelings. And so right out of the gates in Genesis three, um, Satan uses deception to tempt Eve. And that was where the first sin happened. Um, all right, we're going to dive into second Corinthians 11, three next,
1: but I am afraid that just as Eve was deceived by the serpent's cunning, your minds may somehow be led astray from your sincere and pure devotion to Christ.
2: Yeah. So you know, a lot of times people will say, you know, well, that can't happen to Christians. And I want to be the first one to tell you that it absolutely happens to Christians. So if you think you're a Christian and you're just saved from ever believing a lie from the enemy, um, that's deception forefront. Like it just is what it is. So Christians can, in fact, be deceived just like Eve was in the garden. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, we're going to go to John eight forty four next.
1: You belong to your father, the devil, and you want to carry out your father's desires. He was a murderer from the beginning, not holding to the truth, for the, there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks his native language, for he is a liar and the father of
2: lies. Oh, right. So Satan takes um, his lies because he's the God of lies, he's the father of lies. It's his character, it's his nature. And if he can get us to buy his lie through deception, then we will walk straight into sin and we'll open the door to him in our lives. Um, so that's his character. That's his character, complete opposition to truth. Mm -hmm. Um, all right, we're going to hop over to Colossians two eight next.
1: See to it that no one takes you captive through hollow and deceptive philosophy, which depends on human tradition and the elemental spiritual forces of this world rather than on Christ.
2: Yeah. So if you look around in the world today, how many things is the world selling that you should do or you could do or you should want to do? We have to be really careful in our culture today because the enemy is out there selling things that are in complete misalignment with truth. And um, deception literally has the power to take people captive. So again, we're never going to act on something unless we first buy the truth or the lie. Our actions always follow our thoughts. So deception is is key before anything else. Um, so the next uh, four that we're going to dive into, it's actually going to um, show us the four warnings to not be deceived. So the first address is First Corinthians 6, 9. Or do you
1: not know that wrongdoers will not inherit the kingdom of God. Do not be deceived. Neither the sexually immoral, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor men who have sex with men.
2: All right. So we know God is a God of love and grace. His love never changes. He loves people. He hates sin. So right here, it's literally showing us do not be deceived by these very specific categories because I said what I said, said the Lord. Mm. Buy onto the deception that it's still okay to participate in it. The scripture just showed you right there, those that participate in X, Y, and Z, and we can repent of those things right now here today. You're forgiven, through repentance. Mm-hmm. Um, but don't participate in those things. Yeah. They're there for your protection. You know, mm-hmm. things are set in stone for our protection to keep us in alignment with the will of God. It's like bumpers at a bowling alley. You know, when we start to go outside of his will these are the bumpers. His truth is his bumper. And he's like, no, come back here. Cause this is where you're getting out of alignment.
0: Mm. Um, I love that. I
2: said what I said.
0: Yeah, <laughs> Jay, that's right.
2: I, just, like I said, what I said, I don't, how many times do I have to tell you, you know, and mm-hmm. the, you know, the devil's like, well, just do a little bit of this. It's okay. And, mm-hmm. and everybody else does this. It's okay. Yeah. You, you, yeah. Surely you won't die following culture. culture. It says those that participate in X, Y, and Z will not inherit the kingdom of God. I don't know how much clearer scripture needs to get. Yeah unless we're deceived. Yeah, especially
0: culture right now, right? The way of the world.
2: Culture, Mm -hmm. yeah. And even back in Sodom and Gomorrah, you know, like they were operating out of that. You know, you go to pastors in um, Uganda, things like that. They have concubines, pastors. Wow. And again, we can repent. We can turn to God, get out of our sin through repentance. When we know the truth and that deception, the door is closed. It's like, not today, Satan, I'm not buying your lies anymore not participating in this. Why? Because now I know the truth and the truth shall make you free. Amen. Um, Okay. Let's go to this next one. This is so good too. And in culture, especially today, it's first Corinthians 1533.
1: Do not be misled. Bad company corrupts good character. Mm, Who's at your table? Yeah. The five people you spend the most time with, right? You become
2: Yeah, I think we can all agree to that, that in in some season of our lives, we have been deceived and thinking, oh, I can, I can still hang out with them all the time. I can still hang out with Mm -hmm. them and not do the things that they're doing and not be corrupt. Um, That's not true. It literally says, do not be deceived through friendships. Mm -hmm. So yes, we are to love people, but who are we being yoked to Mm -hmm. so much so that it's leading us down the path of what God says versus the path of what Satan's trying to sell, um, which is a false narrative. It's a false narrative every time. So bad company definitely corrupts good morals. Um, okay. The next scripture we're going to is Galatians 6, 7.
1: Do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows.
2: That's so good. So it's literally saying whatever we reap. Okay. Cause when we go for that final judgment, God's going to ask me about me. He's not going to ask me about you, Kristen. He's Mm -hmm. not going to ask me about you, Steph. Same thing. Um, Even our husbands, even our children, he's literally not going to ask us about anybody but ourselves. And so it says, do not be deceived about consequences. Do not be deceived about God's will for our lives when he strictly told us, you know, God is, is grace and love, but he also has rules, that literally say, this is how you stay in alignment with my will. This Mm -hmm. is how you stay protected. This is where my provision comes in, is in this book. And you shall know the truth um, by seeking it. So there are natural consequences to sin. And oftentimes I think Christians especially get really caught up in their prayers and their strongholds. They don't even know there's a door open. And they're Mm -hmm. just like, gosh, I've been praying this for 10 years. I just can't figure out why. God's grace just isn't all over me. I just keep struggling. I just keep struggling. Our family keeps struggling. And there's an open door oftentimes, and they don't even know it. So it's when we close that door through deception that's like, not today, Satan, like you're actually evicted today through the power and authority of me repenting, which means what? Changing your thoughts, making them in alignment with Christ, not stop sinning, because sometimes people just focus so much on the sin repentance means change
0: the way you think and make it in alignment with the thoughts and mind of Christ. Yeah. Don't keep will change your from, yeah, Like don't really? keep doing the thing over and over and over and over and oh God, please forgive me. You know, yeah. that's not the point. <laughs> yeah.
2: And so it's like, gosh, we make it so hard sometimes. Cause we just don't know. And then when we know we're like, wow, I have open doors. I don't know mm. about you guys, but as I walk through this process, like, wow, I repented through everything. Even if I didn't know if there was something there, I'm like, God, if there's something there, I'm going to repent for it. Cause I don't want it there. Even if I do not know whatever I know and whatever I do not know, make it known and make it come out. Cause I don't want it to be a part of my life. Wow. Um, we got to get bold in our prayers in that sense of saying, God, show me what's there that does not need to be there because I'm sick of these consequences. I'm sick of these consequences. And oftentimes there's a reason. Yeah. Um, so the next one we're going to go to is James 1, 16 through 18. Don't be deceived, my dear
1: brothers and sisters.
2: Every good and perfect
1: gift is from above, coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. He chose to give us birth through the, world, the word of truth, that we might be a kind of first fruits of all he created.
2: Amen. So... It's literally just saying, do not be deceived about the character of God. So mm-hmm. oftentimes people do not truly know who God is because they're not seeking him. And so they take a false God and a false narrative and they hold their life kind of like what my consequences like they hold it against God. Like, God, what? where is your favor? Where is your grace? Where is your mercy? Why are you not answering my prayers? And he's like, child, I need you to get back in alignment with what the word of God says that's why you're struggling right now. And sometimes we go through struggles, you know, sometimes you guys we have to be pressed and we have to be shaken and we have to be purified. But there is a difference when we are walking outside of the will of God. Those are natural consequences that we are suffering through versus God literally, I don't know why I'm going through this right now. It's not like a it's not a natural consequence. It's he's like I'm stretching you and I'm growing you for what you're going to need for this next season. Those are two different things that I think Christians definitely get mixed up sometimes and don't understand that there's, there's a difference. Mm -hmm. Um, And, and I believe it all starts with deception with Mm -hmm. that simple thought of, oh, I thought God was actually this, but he's actually this. And -hmm. because I was deceived by his character, that's where I fell into that temptation of whatever it is. And that stronghold or that open door in my life. And sometimes it was 30 years ago. We need to go back and close those doors. Wow. Some of those doors are still swinging wide open and we don't even realize it. Yeah. Um. Okay. So the last scripture, you guys, on exposing deception is Romans 1, 18 and 25.
1: The wrath of God is being revealed from heaven against all the godlessness and wickedness of people who suppress the truth by their wickedness. They exchanged the truth about God for a lie and worshiped and served, created things rather than the creator who is forever praised. Amen.
2: Right. So truth can be suppressed by sin and exchanged for lies in our culture, especially. And Satan has used this to take down entire nations, entire nations. So by a simple thought of being deceived. um, And I believe that's why the full armor of God and knowing who Satan is not to focus on Satan, but we need to know who he is and what his character is as well as knowing the character of God and who he is. So that when that initial thought comes in, you can cap it off in two seconds and you go actually, no, that's a lie. I'm not going to buy into that. Yeah. And so we just stop it right there. We just stop that thought in it's process. Um, and it has the power to take down nations. That's incredible. That's, that's powerful. And so if we just are armed with the knowledge, um, I'm trying to think, I think it's Hosea four, six, it says my people perish for a lack of knowledge. Yeah. And it's literally true. And then it, and then it just takes us down this road of deception. Um, so now what we're going to do is we're going to dive into a power encounter with truth. So this is the antidote to deception. So the first scripture we're going to dive into is John 14, six.
1: Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Mm
2: -hmm. Amen. So Jesus is truth. Jesus is and was a person. And that's the only way we get to God is through his son, Christ. Um, That's who he is. That's his character. Um, Okay, we're going to go to John 8, 31 through 36 next. To the Jews who had believed in him,
1: Jesus said, if you hold to my teaching, you are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. They answered him. We are Abraham's descendants and have never been slaves of anyone. How can you say that we shall be set free? Jesus replied. Very truly. I tell you, everyone who sins is a slave to sin. Now a slave has no permanent place in the family, but a son belongs to it forever. So if the son sets you free,
2: you will be free indeed. Mm. That's so good. So. In short, the truth can set you free. So if we know the truth and we stick to the truth, that's the responsibility on our end as Christians, as Jesus followers, I always just like to say, yeah, we're Christians, but even more so we're following Jesus, right? Because Mm -hmm. we know who he is. We trust him. We know God's voice and we follow what he says. And so the truth can set you free if you know the truth and you stay within that truth. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're going to go to John 17, 17 next. Sanctify them
1: by the truth. Your word is truth.
2: So simply said, God's word is truth and it can be trusted. Um, I want to challenge you today that um, if you're in a point in your life where you're just like, I've read that before, but I just don't know if I trust it. I want to challenge you to get to know Jesus today. I want to challenge you to start getting in the word each and every day. Um, it's important. I think Kristen said the other day, start with a, start with a devotional, if that's where you need to start, because you're going to still get some scripture inside of that. But the more that you know who God is, the more that you're going to be able to trust his word and what he says. Otherwise, we're just simply reading these words off of a page They go in one ear and out the other. So I challenge you to get to know the character of who God is, um, because he has a blood covenant with us and that's his son on the cross. And a blood covenant can never be changed. So his truth is, was, and always will be truth, Mm -hmm. no matter our circumstances or situations. Yeah. Um, Okay, we're going to go to Ephesians 1, 13 next. And you also were included
1: in Christ when you heard the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation. When you believed, you were marked in him with a seal, the promised Holy Spirit.
2: So that saying the gospel is truth, and it must be believed. So what happens if we, we were just talking about that. What happens if we read it, but we don't believe it. There's no power in the gospel. If we don't believe it,
0: Mm.
2: none. Yeah. So Jesus said, your responsibility is to believe my word. How do we believe it? We have to know him and trust him to be able to believe what it says. Um, because there is no power outside of, there's no power if we we are unbelievers. You know, we can't really follow truth if, if we, we don't believe the truth. So that's a responsibility. A lot of people will ask, well, I know God's in control and God's the leader. What is my portion? What's my responsibility? Your responsibility is to have faith and believe what the word says. That's it. Yep. I run into Christians too, who are like, yeah, I know it. I don't believe it. Mm Okay, well, then we need to get down to that root because if you don't believe it, this whole book is pointless to you right now.
1: Yeah. I know people who literally know the Bible front to back and they don't believe a word of it, but they know it. Yeah. It's wild to me that they spend the time (laughs) getting to know it. Like they know it far better than me, but they don't believe it. They want to argue, you know, every point. Um, Just this morning. So I have one. My oldest son is an unbeliever at this point, or so he says. and this morning however he did refer to god this morning as our god and i was like thank you god thank you god thank you god but it was in a, a, an argument or a you know just kind of going back and forth with me he's like so what about dinosaurs how were there dinosaurs millions yeah. of years ago if you know uh, so i like go on this whole google deep dive about di- i spent my whole like bible time this morning trying to <laughs> trying to figure out what the answer is to the dinosaur so it's funny you know Um, But I love when he comes to me with those questions. And one other thing before we move on to the next thing, Nikki is, so I suggested maybe starting with a devotional, where do you, if people are going to just pick up a Bible, how do you tell them to get started in that? Because it can be like, like very overwhelming, very daunting. I know that I used to always hear people like, you know, like, so I just opened it up one day and you know, this verse was right there and it was for me and whatever, but like we talked about last week, so much, if you don't have context, um, so much of it can be misread or misunderstood. So how do you tell people to get started?
2: Yeah. So the very first thing is you need to remember that this book is a spiritual book. So it's not something you're going to be able to read in the flesh and understand in the flesh because the Holy Spirit is the only one that's going to be able to reveal the words on the page. Mm. When we say things like, I don't understand it, I don't get it. I just, I'm not a good reader. That's actually the enemy deceiving us. Okay, so those are thoughts and then those are words that come out of our mouth and then he's claiming that over our lives. So do not be deceived in that you cannot read it and you cannot understand it. Pray to the Holy Spirit before you open that book and ask the Holy Spirit to give you spiritual eyes that see, spiritual ears that hear, and a heart that's postured towards receiving the truth in whatever it is that he has for you that day. If you read three chapters and you only get one verse, that's okay. That's what the Holy Spirit wants you to get. Also get a version that you can understand if you yeah. have the ESV or the King James and you're just not there yet. That's OK. I recommend the NLT for anybody getting started. Some people are super weird about doctrine. Well, guess what? I want you in scripture. If you have to yeah. start with the message and the passion translation, start there. Those mm-hmm. are like cha- children's books. Yeah. But if that's where you have to start, just remember, start somewhere because the enemy does not want you in there. And as long as you keep making that an excuse, and those are the yes. words coming out of your mouth, you'll you'll continue to stay yeah. in that deception. Yes. For the
0: and children's Bible is like, not to be whatever, but when yes. I first started, right I was like, the Bible was so like, again, daunting to me that that's the enemy. And I started reading the children's Bibles to AJ. And that's mm-hmm. how I started to understand it. And also, instead of Googling um, Jay swears by swearsbygotquestions.org, that is a biblical based google basically so like if you're looking for some further, that's cool yeah gotquestions.org. because i'm always like how he just knows the. Mm-hmm. <laughs> i'm mm-hmm. like how do you know and he's like well if it's something i don't understand then i go here and it you know helps break it down even further too so that can could help maybe you read the passage then maybe if you go there it'll say but the context is actually saying this mm-hmm. you know instead of you taking what you're seeing versus what it is meaningful.
1: I actually was sitting this morning, um, you know, marking all these verses in my Bible and I've been reading this. It's like a Joyce Myers amplified Bible because it gives so much, um, you know, it just, for me, that was the only way I could like do it when I started because I needed that like little extra context or explanation in it. And I've sent that Bible to so many people, but then I panicked because I marked all this and I'm like, Ah, that's not going to work because I can't read it like that, you know, because there's little like parentheses and like a little, and it was so confusing. So then I went and found my NLT Bible or I know I'm sorry, this is the NIV and um, you know, marked it all again in here, but I mean, whatever you got to do, get in the work. Yeah. yeah. And you Virgin has a lot of like
0: video ex- you know, you can do different plans. You can do, you know, I'm, I'm new to the Bible. Here's a five day plan. Mm-hmm. Here's a, now a 21 day plan. Um. So yeah. Those are things yeah. that help me anyways. That's so good, you guys. And just remember just
2: to be willing, just be willing to be a learn learner. Like if people go to college for a degree for eight years, they don't learn it overnight. Remember, this is the same thing. It's not going to happen overnight. And actually, we should be seeking right now until the day we take our last breath. Yeah. So we're, there's never a finish line. Okay. So just be willing, have a willing heart that's open to saying, God, I don't know how I'm going to get this, but I know you're going to walk me through it. Mm -hmm. And be willing to start diving in and understanding and ask questions. Another reason people isolate, that's another deceptive thing. This is why it's so important to have sisters in Christ, because not saying that we have all the answers, but when we have questions, we say, gosh, I don't understand this. Can you guys break it down for me or put me in the direction of someone who can? Be willing to ask questions and be a student and learn and don't be shameful or, you know, don't have any guilt that you don't understand it. That's okay. Just ask those questions because that's the only way that we're going to learn this thing. Um, But really it is by the power of the Holy Spirit. So ask the Holy Spirit, God, you know, I don't get this thing. Break down that heart and heart, break down that veil, take that veil off of my eyes today and help me receive what it is that you have for me today. Demand those things from the Lord, because he says, you can command whatever's in my word and I will give it to Mm, you. mm. So we can stand firm in that authority and just saying, I know God wants me to get this. So I'm going to pray that prayer and I'm going to declare that he's going to give me today, whatever it is I'm asking for, because I know it's righteous. Mm, Amen. Um, So that's great. Reach out to Kristen, reach out to Steph, reach out to me, whatever questions you have, you're just like, oh my gosh, here's where I'm at. You know, don't have any shame in that because we've all been there and we're all going to run into more of those situations, but we can have confidence and faith in knowing that our God is bigger. He's going to continue to guide us and he's going to continue giving us sisters who can help us walk through this process. Yeah. 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 Um, I'm really sorry. I lost where we were. No, no. So no. E-
1: Ephesians 4, 17 to 25. Uh, so I tell you this and insist on it in the Lord that you must not long. You were taught, with regard to your former way of life, to put off your old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires, to be made new in the attitude of your minds, and to put on the new self, created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. Therefore, each of you must put off falsehood and speak truthfully to your neighbor, for we are all members of one body."
2: So good. So that reminds me also of Romans 12, too, Do not conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Here's another one. It's it's Ephesians 4, 17 through 25, like she just read. Um, and it's every believer is to transform his or her mind with truth. So again, that's our responsibility. The Lord will give us a new heart, he'll take away our heart and heart, but he can't actually give us a new mind. He said that is your responsibility to seek and know and transform the way that you think to make sure it's in alignment with what I what I say instead of the lies from the enemy. So, every believer is to transform him his or her mind with the truth.
0: Yeah. I shared with my Bible study on Tuesday night some of the things we were talking about um last week and it was just so powerful for a lot of the ladies that have the anxiety, right? And as I was saying, like your job is to love yourself enough to be able to love God, like in order to be the best for anyone else. I say it all the time. You have to be the best for yourself too, including God. And they were just all like, "Oof!" you know, like, yikes. Okay. Just not believing in yourself, having these thoughts and that being a wide open door. So that's, that's a great scripture though. Yeah. That's so good. Cause those are things we have that
2: have attached themselves to us, like you said, but um, it's not who we are. And God actually never gave us anxiety. It came from a fear, which came from the devil. So We have to remember that. And that is actually our authority in Christ. See, so many people don't walk in their authority because they don't know the truth or they think they're worthless or whatever. And those are lies from the enemy. So again, do not be deceived about who the enemy is. Do not be deceived about who God is and who he says you are in him. Um, and when we transform our mind, you guys, I used to live with anxiety, crazy anxiety from the minute I woke up to the minute I went to bed. He literally, he, He has taken away all of my anxiety. I used to be on medication for it. I used to drink because of it. He's taken it all away because I know now who I am in him. And I believe his truth. It took all of my anxiety away. And if it tries to creep back in, I'm like asking myself, what is this thing that's trying to give me this anxiety? And then I recognize it's from the devil. And I'm like, not today. I'm not Mm -hmm. even, I'm not even going to take part in that. No, thanks. Mm -hmm. Pass it on to the next person that's weak.
0: I'm not taking it today. Mm.
2: Um, so again, that's just recognizing that that's so good. And and you're right. That's part of our responsibility as well to recognize what the truth is about anxiety or depression or whatever it is we're experiencing. Yeah. It attached itself to us at at some point in our lives. We have to recognize where that root came from, be willing to go deeper and uh, counteract that sucker with truth (laughs) because he'll take it all away. I promise he'll take it all away. So good. Um, All right, so the next one is Ephesians 6, 14.
1: Stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist with the breastplate of righteousness in place.
2: So the belt of truth. So if you guys read Ephesians 6, that's the whole armor of God. It's one of the scriptures that the Holy Spirit downloaded in me right away when I got saved. And um, it reminded me that it's never flesh and blood. It's always a spiritual battle. So everything that's happening in the flesh right now around you guys, the circumstances, everything is first happening in the spirit. Then the spirit comes down and it transforms in the flesh. So remember, anything and everything you're experiencing right now first happened in the spirit. Then the spiritual realm came down and was finding weak areas and open doors to which they could operate Mm -hmm. in. And now it looks like a fleshly battle, but it's actually spiritual. So Ephesians 6 is the whole chapter of the whole armor of God. But first it says, put on the armor of the belt of truth. Why? Because the belt of truth is the thing that holds everything else in place. You take that belt off, everything else falls off. so your helmet of salvation the breastplate of righteousness all of those things are literally held on by the truth which is the belt so do not take that belt off it's the very first piece of armor
1: so good
0: and literally Um, like if you have to like literally like put on a belt, grab a shield. You know what I mean? Like in the beginning, when you don't understand what that fully means, like put on your armor in the morning, remember that the Holy spirit and Jesus already interceded for you before you even woke up this morning, like the million, million miracles that it took for you to even wake up this morning. Like that is so powerful. And so immediately, if you're one of those people like you that were like me, like Kristen, that would wake up with this anxiety, um, armor yourself immediately, clasp your hands. Like I know Kristen and I both do before I do anything before I even open my eyes in the morning, I'm talking to God with my eyes closed, you know, like that's just period, like start putting the armor on, uh, right away. Yeah. Such a good
2: reminder. Cause really the devil will come in. If you wake up and take whatever the world gives you, you're going to have anxiety.
0: Mm-hmm. And when yeah. you get
2: up out of bed, you're like, God, ask him, what are we going to do today? Mm. Not what is Nikki going to do? God, what are we going to do today?
0: Mm -hmm. because
2: he's walking with you the whole way. So that's a great reminder as well. Yeah. And there's a reason, like you said, when you wake up the miracle in that there's literally a reason that you woke up today Yeah, and it's, his purpose is bigger than anything that we could possibly ever think that it was. It's actually because God has a purpose for you. Do you know that purpose? Are you Mm -hmm. walking alongside of him? Mm -hmm. Um, strengthened by his truth and his word and walking with your authority in Christ to just stomp on the serpent's heads. Like they're on the ground. They're just wiggling around those stinky serpents. Like we have power and authority to just step on their heads and knock them out. Yep. yep. I literally had a dream the other day that was like the devil. I was like talking to the devil, telling him what's up. Right. <laughs> the
0: truth. Said and, what I said.
2: Yeah. <laughs> and God's like, take that sword, take that Bible, take that truth. It's a two edged sword and chop that sucker's head off. Mm-hmm. Cause when you chop his head off, he can't talk anymore chop his head off. Like that's the power and authority that we have in Christ. And it's so good. Cause like he just speaks and talks. If you don't chop his head off, just chop it off. Yeah. So we can't even talk. And mm. and the Lord was like, that's the two edged sword. That's the word. That's the truth. You don't that's even true. have to listen to him. And I was like, awesome. Yeah. That's so, that's good. so I'm good.
1: I'm thinking of waking up in the morning too, because it's like, it, I love how Steph says before I even open my eyes, because I think I'm just like imagining us all like laying in bed and it's like you open your eyes. And sometimes in that moment, that's when you remember all that you're going through, you know, like you slept and you, you woke up and it's almost like if something's like really hard or if something tragic has happened, it's like you have to remember it all over again. But if you start before you even open your eyes, if you're already talking to God, like that's your you know, you're waking up in the truth rather than waking up in the tragedy. Um, And, you know, no matter where you are in your life, there's, there's something going on. And I always just remind myself too. someone said this to me recently is that like, God was working on the problem before you even knew you had a problem. So I just keep like, just leaning into that and living into that, knowing that, okay, God's got this, he's working on this is not even my job. My job is just to believe him for it. And he's going to do it. Um, You know, it, it, it makes these these insurmountable tasks. I I don't need to have strength. I don't need to have. I just need to have faith. You know. Like
0: I, know. I wanted to mention too. I I did share this with actually both of you that I am going to do a thirty day social media detox, and it's a little scary, <laughs> um, since that's my business. But um, for about a month now, I have set all of these timers on my phone so much so that I can't even like use like Google search or whatever. But Um, specifically from 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. And I do not allow Instagram, Facebook or anything like that. And now later on in the day, I'll say, uh, you know, give me 15 more (laughs) minutes or whatever. But I do not do that now. And I cannot tell you, like, that has changed so much for me. I don't really get into the comparison game so much, but like, because I know I get shadowed, I did start to get into this whole, like looking at my numbers thing, like, Oh my gosh, my reels were like, so, so good. And now it's, you know, and this is ridiculous. And so I just have not like from 6am to 10am, nothing. So that's my time in the word. That's my workout. That's my, you know, like time with AJ and getting him ready instead of rushing. And, you know, like, cause you can get caught, you can get caught either scrolling or, checking in messenger or responding or whatever. And now you're late for school and not, you know what I mean? So many things. And so it it has been a game changer, um, for me. And then you just don't have all of those things coming in. You don't see the news or the thing on Instagram or depending what you follow, right? Like it can wreck you. So the Lord
2: is literally going to bless you through that 30 day fast. I've done that multiple times for seven, you're going to get so much clarity. He's just going to pour things into you that he could have never poured into you without fasting from that. So I'm excited for you. And I, I wouldn't mind considering a 30 day too, because That's the seven good. is so good. And it's like, oh man, tomorrow is the day I got to turn this thing on again. You know, it's like, oh, <laughs> yeah. it's so good. but you're learning to live without it, knowing that he's still going to provide through it. I remember before I did my fast, somebody said to me once, well, we have a sale tomorrow. And I said, and we're going to have a sale next month too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is what it is. Right now, this is what the Lord's calling me to do: sale or no sale. So I'm yeah. excited for you. Yeah. yeah, thanks. Um, okay. There's one last scripture we're gonna go through, and then I'm gonna actually just walk you guys through some common deceptive thoughts, so you can say, "Gosh, yeah, I've caught myself thinking that before." So that you know what deception looks like in your life. Um, so let's end it with the last scripture of First Peter one twenty two
1: now that you have purified yourselves by obeying the truth so that you have sincere love for each other, love one another deeply from the heart.
2: And in short, living in truth is a continual process of obedience. So we can't be obedient if we don't know the truth, right? But once Mm -hmm. we know the truth then we have that choice to repent and we have that choice to walk in the obedience for God's provision and God's blessings over our lives. Um, So those were so good, you guys. If you guys want to dive in more, uh, let me know sometime or shoot me questions if you have questions on that. I know we went through them kind of fast, but we want to be able to get through these sessions for you guys in about an hour. But sometimes if it's a stronghold in your life, these sessions would actually take longer and that's okay. So the next thing I want to walk through is just some common deceptive thoughts. And at the very end, um, if we have some time, we might read a prayer of repentance because that's very important. When you repent, when you recognize these things, it means you're coming into agreement with God, recognizing that it's a stronghold in your life. If we don't come into agreement with God to recognize it's a stronghold, then there's no change. Mm -hmm. So um, here's here's five different categories I'm going to share. I'm going to read through them kind of quick. The first category are um, deceptive thoughts related to past sin or failure. And remember, these are all things you can repent from if this has been a part of your life or it is currently a part of your life, you're not stuck there. You can repent today and walk away from it and be forgiven. So don't think that you're stuck there just because you had it in your life before. Um, you can absolutely change that. Um, so I'm worthless. I'm ugly, dirty, and defiled. God could never forgive me. I deserve to suffer and die. I could never be used by God again. I lost my salvation and can never be saved. If you've ever caught yourself saying things like that, that would be an example of a deceptive thought related to your past sin or failures. Um, The second uh, category is related to self or self image. I'm fat, ugly or stupid. I'm just a failure, bother, troublemaker, source of pain. I could never do or be, I can never truly love or be loved by anyone. My family and friends would be happier if I would just leave. Others might not get away with it, but I can. So those are thoughts of self-deception related to ourselves, the way we see ourselves. Um, Like when we look in the mirror, do we, do we catch ourselves saying those things? Those are self-deceptive thoughts in opposition of the word of God. Um, The third category is related to marriage. Um, We no longer love each other. I could never love my spouse again. Another man or woman could make me happy. I will never forgive my spouse for. It's all my spouse's fault. Divorce is the only solution to future happiness. I want to touch on that. There are some things Yes, if you've been divorced in your life, if there's been abuse, if there's been adultery, there are biblical scriptures to support that. But these are common deceptions in a marriage that we think the grass is greener on the other side when nothing's actually happening and going on. Yeah. Um, the fourth category is related to church or other Christians. People don't love or accept me at this church, I'm not getting fed at this church anymore nobody ever talks to me in that church. They must not like me. All they want is my money. Christianity doesn't work for me. I don't have any friends and nobody cares for me. So those are deceptive thoughts that can creep in inside of church. And at the end of the day, we should be seeking our acceptance from man, not the church. The church is just to edify and grow with other Christians. Um, And then the last one is future goals, calling, or career. I could never be a Blank. I'm all alone. Who cares? I fail at everything I try. I could never be a success. I could never do that. So I won't even try. If I don't do it, it will never get done right. That's control. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm stuck and I can never grow or change. So those are some examples of deceptive thoughts over your goals, career, or calling in life. Um, so anything. These are all thoughts. Remember everything I just mentioned. If you ever caught yourself in that pattern or cycle, because that's all it is. It's a pattern or cycle that we can k- take uh, captive to the truth. Um, just know that's deception in a nutshell. And Satan came in by deceiving you with a lie. Yeah. And now you take that lie, you take it captive and we repent. And then we find out what God says about it. And then we claim that over our lives. We look in the mirror and we don't say I'm worthless. I'm ugly. I'm fat. I'm defiled. Um, I'm not good enough. We don't look in the mirror anymore and say those things. We look in the mirror and we see what God sees Mm -hmm. because he created man in his perfect image and see when he sees us, he doesn't see what we see. If we're deceived, he sees what he created because we're his creation and he's our creator. So, those are just some examples. Um, Kirsten, do you want to, at this point, you yeah. know, one would go through the prayer of repentance for deception. Do you want to read that or you want to post that in your show notes? I want to do both. So I think that this, it, it's like we, um, to me, like this is your
1: call to action. If this, if any of this resonated with you, if you've ever felt any of those things that Nikki just said, then just, Bow your head and pray this prayer with us. And yes, I'll also put it in the show notes so that you know you can come back to it. I'll also put all these verses. I'll list them out um, in the show notes so that you can dive deeper into those on your own. I know, like Nikki said, we did go through it quickly, Um, but call to action, guys. If if this. I would be surprised if there's nothing in this that didn't, you didn't seem a little convicted by, right? Because when you just read those things, almost every single one of those things has crossed my mind in my life, right? And even still recently. So, um, so yeah, so this is your repentance prayer, father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you that you are the way, the truth and the life, the only truth in the only way. I thank you that you desire that I have truth in my inward parts and that I walk in the freedom that comes only from walking in the light of your truth. Father, today I take a stand against any deception trying to take root in my life. I bind deception and lies right now in the name of Jesus. I curse every attempt of the devil to get me to buy a lie. I refuse to be tempted to believe lies wrapped in truth and things that sound good or sound right but do not line up with your word. I declare that I walk in love toward all people, which is a defense against deception. I ask, Lord, that when people, even proclaiming Christians, exalt new ideas over the word of God, that I will be quick to recognize it, that I will look to your word for guidance and confirmation and not to man. I ask that every veil be removed from my eyes, that I will not be blinded by the opinions of others, by the thoughts and ideas of the world, but I will know the true voice of my shepherd. Lord, I ask that you bring conviction upon me for any areas where I have fallen into believing a lie. Show me these areas and bring them to my mind. I ask that you cause me to humble myself, repent and get back on the road of truth. Your word says you set the captives free and I declare today that I'm free of deception. I praise you and thank you that you keep me safe in your truth and that I will always have strength and desire to abide in you no matter what persecution I may face. In Jesus name I pray, amen.
0: Amen.
1: (laughs) I mean, so, so good. And I, I just, I think we should just end it right here. That is absolutely amazing. I don't want to like, yeah, yeah. Steph needs a nap and she's only got 15 minutes. Um, so Nikki, thank you so much. I'm so excited to be able to do this. This might be the most impactful thing we've ever been able to do on activate. And I just thank you so much for that.
0: Yeah. Yes. Well, Thank welcome you. to the show. Uh, yeah. we're to be, uh, Third host. Third host. Know, yeah, anything in the seventh month, either, it seems. We're going <laughs>
1: <show>. <laughs> all right, everybody. Happy Monday. This was incredible. Um, you know, reach out to us, check the show notes for all the information, and happy Monday. Happy Monday guys.
0: Bye.
1: Later. Okay, that's a wrap on another episode of Activate. Stay up
0: to date by following Steph underscore view
1: and Kristen Lee Ballard on Instagram.
0: Please share this episode and rate and review us today on iTunes. Thanks for being here. We love y'all. Later.